0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I appreciate you being here. I hope you've had a great week. The title of this session is The Only Way to Progress in Network Marketing is to see things not as you are, but as they are. Uh, This session is going to be unlike any I've ever done. Honestly, I had plans to do a totally different topic, but I've just been pushed in this direction, so I'm going to go for it. And if it's not it's not going to be what you, you've normally expected to hear from me. Uh, I get that. I understand that I am going to go out on a limb just a little bit. So let me apologize in advance. However, for some of you, I hope that I'll be able to drive the point home that, you know, for things to get better, we've got to get better. And, uh, again, <laughs> as human beings, you know, w- we, have to see things not as we are but as they really are in the marketplaces in which we work. That's what we're going to talk about on this session. I'm glad you're with us.
1: Welcome to the mlmsuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people That we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM prophet, network marketing virtual mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I hope you've had a great week. If you've uh, listened to this podcast, any of our webinars, trainings, you've heard me say a thousand times, as human beings, we see things not as they are, but as we are. And I changed that around a little bit for the title of this particular session. And, And when I say... To progress in network marketing, you have to see things not as you are, but as they are. When I talk about they, I'm not talking about individuals. That's a lot of it, but as they are, it is primarily individuals, but it's also markets and culture and society and things that are happening in and around us all the time. You know, a lot of you know that I made the decision this year to quit watching the news, and that's helped a lot. But I have been watching uh, at night. Uh, I'll, I'll when I can't sleep, instead of turning on the news, I, I'll turn on a documentary, and it's been fascinating. This whole concept of people see things not as they are, but as as they are. So uh, I've really just kind of come to the conclusion, and I've. You know, I've talked about this many times. I've come to this conclusion, obviously, a long time ago, but I've confirmed it many times over. And that is that most network markers and really other opportunity seekers are not really interested in challenging themselves and moving forward. Uh, They're not. They would like to move forward, but the the last thing they want to do is challenge themselves uh, in any way. They just want to take the skill sets and mindsets that they enter the profession with, not develop any new skill sets, mindsets, and move forward. And that just doesn't happen in the real world. I mean, they like being part of a tribe, and again, which is common throughout the world. In network marketing, uh, you know, you can expand your comfort zone. It's possible. You can learn new skill sets and mindsets. Uh, as many of you have, and you can build a team and move forward, and create an unbelievable lifestyle over three to five years, if you can do what you need to do consistently on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And again, knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. You can embrace truth and wisdom of the age of success principles, and you or you can continue to just. Chase the foo-foo dust and the lottery ticket get-rich-rich-methods that are propagating everywhere throughout the Internet in multiple niches. It's really your decision. You can continue to do what you've always done the way you've always done it, expecting different results, which is the definition of ignorance according to Einstein. And then you end up when you do that consistently over a period of time, then you end up into the excuse mode. So you can make money or you can make excuses and not just MLM, not just in the network marketing business model, but all entrepreneurial markets really today are a reflection of the world in which we live. And I think it's important that we understand, you know, that. You know, William James, who was the founder of modern-day psychology, one of my favorite quotes from him, he said, The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes. Human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes. And that discovery... Didn't go anywhere. (laughs) It's the same today as it was, you know, I guess the late 1800s is when William James uh, made his name in in modern day psychology. Uh, But it's the same today as it was when Mr. James said this. Uh, You know, I would just tell you guys, honestly, I've kind of had a challenging week this week. Uh, I spent one day in the doctor's running a bunch of tests trying to get to the bottom of some of the autoimmune residual effects I'm experiencing from my bout with COVID. Uh, I've been experiencing some some other health challenges prior to COVID that I've not and won't speak about publicly. And, you know, I also got some less than encouraging words regarding those this week, but, you know, life goes on. It is what it is. Run when you can run and don't waste a day. And, and that's the way I've always felt and I hope I always will feel to stay focused on what I can control. And, and the rest is not up to me. But I also have some great news, and I'm going to share it with you. Uh, this is the message I received after going through all the, the tests in the different doctor's offices this week. And then when I got back in my car, I got this message on my voicemail. This is Chuck Chase calling on the behalf of the publisher's clearinghouse. The nature of my phone call is hearing you've won the publisher's clearinghouse here, here in Kentucky for a whopping $5.5 million of a 2021 S-Class Pearl White Mercedes-Benz car please conduct office at eight five nine six well how awesome is that I won five point five million dollars and a white what do you say Pearl mercedes car from publishers clearing house even though i've never i've never uh I've never entered a, a publisher's clearing house sweepstakes in my life and it's like no wonder people are so skeptical I mean no wonder. And what what has been kind of fascinating for me this year, and again talking and and working with a lot of network marketers that have been involved in other other uh, network marketing organizations, it's like I can feel when I when I contact them and, and you know that I'm there to support and help them. It's like. Well, in network marketing I've been in nine, companies. somebody told me this last week. I've been in nine companies and and my sponsor, I've never I've talked to them one time and I've never heard from them again. And you know, you're doing weekly weekly training events and you have this website set up for us and and they feel kind of weird about it. It's it's they almost feel skeptical. And you know, with our with our retail acquisition program, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing to me, but I've had multiple people say, look, I had somebody, they were very interested. They wanted to try the product. They had their two products picked out. And one of the things that we do, uh, we, we're members of Marketing Boost. And if you're not familiar with that program, I'll put a link in it. I'll put a link in the description, but we're a member of Marketing Boost, which allows us to give away three-day, four-day, five-night, whatever, vacations to several different resort locations throughout the world. And and it was like people hear, oh, you're going to get a vacation, and it's like it creates skepticism with those that were excited about trying the product. So it's like, really? And... It, so we're in a world where nobody believes anything and for good reason, obviously. But as, as marketers to not understand that and, and not really try our best to grasp our, our head around that and figure out the best ways to communicate with different personality types and different types of people is probably a mistake. I mean, everybody is so concerned. About the lack of common sense that has been sucked out of the world by those that that have their own agendas and consumed with their own particular self interest groups uh and political plans and ambitions uh that nobody has the ability to really ask themselves what are common sense solutions? That truly best that are truly best, not just for me and my ambitions and 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 my special interest groups, but what's the best for all mankind. And so we're in a state of major, like I've never seen before, skepticism on all fronts in and out of the opportunity home business seekers world. As most of you know, you know, I made a conscious decision, uh, to stop watching the news this year and it's really helped. But as much as I wish it had helped, it really hasn't because I communicate with so many people on a daily basis and I get bits and pieces of a lot of stories a lot of times. And I, I personally, for me, I've, I've accepted the fact that the world's gone crazy. Uh, there'll probably be a civil war in the United States at some point, but it won't last that long because the opposition doesn't believe in gun ownership. And, you know, as a Christian, my prayer is for a revival or a rapture before it all gets too crazy. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at the world. And I've just accepted it is what it is. Uh There's nothing, there's a lot that I will never be able to change, So, and nobody else will either. But unfortunately, from time to time, I do hear about the ridiculousness that continues to go on. And then I take the time to then I will take the time to investigate, look behind the curtain and just hear or see it for myself. Because no matter how much I trust anybody, I understand that we all see things not as they are. We see things as we are. And, you know, I heard. Something about there's a BLM, BLM rally that's getting ready to happen or a riot, whatever you want to call it, uh, being planned in Atlanta where we live and then other cities around around the United States. And it was because of Haitian immigrants that were whipped at the border by border agents on horses. And I thought, what in the heck is that all about? And honestly, my first thought was, I mean— uh, and i know this is not politically politically correct but but my thought was uh you know every time i go downtown in atlanta i see police officers on horses and honestly i appreciate them being there i really do and if illegals are attempting to cross the border i believe that they should do whatever they need to do the way they were trained to to manage to follow the law to follow the law. And if they had to use whips, at least they didn't have to shoot anybody. And, and again, that's my gut feeling, my gut reaction. I'm just being honest. But again, I'm the type of person I like to look behind the curtain. A- and so I went and watched what Biden and everybody else was talking about, uh, you know, in the press conference about these border agents will, will, or have, will pay uh you know they they will pay then i I just kind of wanted to see what the heck is going on because uh, obviously i i try to stay off facebook but sometimes you know you just keep seeing the same things over and over and and again i've expressed my opinions on all that in other podcasts but all right what is this all about what's what who why are border agents going to pay I mean, I mean, they're going to have consequences and so on and so forth. What the heck's going on? So I'm checking it out, and this is what I heard. Many of you probably heard it. I apologize.
1: What to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped,
0: it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's
1: an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Thank you.
0: Okay, so, you know, whatever. Uh, You know, what the heck? Still, what are they talking about? It's kind of where where I'm at. Uh, So... After I heard these comments, and Biden's tone was emphasizing awful the awful days of slavery, is the way I took it that happened in the U.S. Uh, so BLM people are fired up, and honestly, my honestly my main thought was, what are my grand grandsons seeing on TV? Uh, and that's is it all this, it, it's just. A constant thought for me. Most of you know, but some of you may not. So I'll briefly share this, but I have a, uh, uh African American grandson that was adopted from Uganda. Jude, Jude and I are our best buddies. He's a phenomenal young man. And then, uh, Tice, Tice was also adopted from a, uh, also African American young man that was adopt, was adopted from an unwed mother's home in Florida. Um, my middle daughter was a counselor there for a few years and got to know one of the, uh, girls that was there and they became good friends. And then when she got pregnant again, uh, she had contacted Channing and long story short, uh, Channing ended up doing a private adoption with Tice. And Tice has a brother, and he knows his brother, and he talks to his brother on on the phone. And they actually vacationed in Florida this year, so it's a real healthy situation. And my point is simply this. You know, both of these kids have grown up in very loving, nurturing uh, uh, environments with really, really intelligent parents. And... And when my concern is, you know, you take an eight, uh, Tice's eight, Jude's nine, and you take an eight or nine-year-old young man who's lived in a very normal existence, as far as they're concerned, and then they see on TV, you know, black lives matter. And then for the first time in their life, they're thinking, well, I'm black. I matter. Don't I matter? Why wouldn't I matter? Of course I matter. Mom and Dad love me as much as they do whoever, don't they? And and again, I, I just feel like in young uh, African American kids, it, it that are, have grown up in ph- phenomenal homes, it creates a lot of questions that are unnecessary. Because growing up is hard enough, much less when self doubt and you know, and and creating a brain cell. Pattern that can be reinforced and built upon that is unhealthy, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But you kind of get that. So I'm thinking, okay, what's the deal? And uh, to, to to say that the administration has created well what, well, what I what I ended up doing is I ended up. Looking for some video uh, on, you know, what are they talking about? I mean, uh, I want to see this um, disgusting whippings of Haitians, illegal Haitians attempting to cross the border. I mean, I, I, what is going on? Maybe I can find a video on it. And so I found a video with the National Border Control Council vice president just to see what he had to say and and just to kind of see what was going on with these these whippings. And I'll include the link in the show note. But to say that the administration has created a new low on attempting to make something out of absolutely nothing and keep people stirred up uh d- people that won't bother unfortunately to watch the video and come to their own conclusions uh, to keep everything fresh stirred up and keep the 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 despicable speech in them out there all the time keeping the the pots stirred uh it's just a, such it's such an understatement i mean when I got there, I was really shocked at what I saw. I mean, I was expecting them to have bull whips whipping people on the back and in their legs and pulling them down and all this that we used to see in Old West movies. I mean, that's what I was expecting to see. But, here's the audio from the video. A- and again, this is from the gentleman is the vice president of the National Border Control Council.
2: Joining us- Border Patrol Council Vice President Art Del Cueto. Uh, we wanted to go right at this with you. We're going to show this new footage coming in. It's a fresh angle of the Border Patrol on horseback. Again, no whipping. Photographer says he saw go no whipping. This is the other the other photographer who took the original uh, footage. You see the, the, the whirling of the of the reins. You see they are the migrants are panicked. A uh, Border guy grabbed a migrant by his shirt. His shirt. They're running away. Is this enough for the president to say they're? will be consequences they will pay not only is it not enough for him to say that i think it's very irresponsible of the president of the united states to say something in that tone and in that fashion when all he had to do was contact leadership from within the agency and they would show him one how the training is done how everything is within policy and how nobody was harmed this is something that the horse patrol is trained to do To prevent the horse from attacking anybody that's near them, standing next to them, and at the same time be able to move the horse out of the way to safely control the horse so the rider is safe and the individual that's on foot is safe. Uh, And and all it would have taken was a phone call. And then you heard uh, Kamala Harris say the same thing and attack the agents. It's infuriating, Elizabeth. It's infuriating that you have people in leadership positions that don't know how to pick up a phone and ask for a training manual so they can see what's within policy. Should, should police in cities across the
0: Okay, so that was the, that was the comment from this gentleman, and it's exactly what I saw. I mean, it, it kind of really blew my mind. And, you know, I think as, as, I, as I listen to this again, I'm thinking over the years when I've had leaders come – uh, and complain to me about other leaders. It's always like, have a cup of coffee, sit down, and you guys talk it out. If you know that's the way that's the only way. And when you got your agenda and she's got her agenda and you you both are saying things and you're both processing it different ways, you aren't going to accomplish anything, but sometimes you know you just got to see things for your own self. Through, through your own eyes, and I mean, when I looked at this video, it's like, even if you don't know anything about horses, you know, I'm raised in Kentucky, so I know a little bit, my girls rode, my daughters, are are you've never, even if you've never ridden a horse in your life, the video was beyond obvious that the whip, and it wasn't like a handheld whip, but just, which is part of every uh, saddle, it's part of the bridle when you when you, you that's part of the, what you use when you ride a horse and it's it's designed to control the horse and it was never one time directed at the illegals attempting to cross the border and and i just had to remind myself why i stopped watching the news to begin with I mean, the truth is, and we've all seen it, if you've spent any time watching the news in the last 7, 8, 10 years, next week it's going to be something else, then something else. And every time anybody who takes the time to look behind the curtain and come to their own common sense conclusions can see the scenario play out week after week after week as it did in the mainstream media throughout you know, Trump's an entire time in the White House. And the only question anyone in a leadership position, being a political, network marketing, or running a big box store, is what is, what can be, what are the common sense solutions that truly... Are in the best interests for everyone in mind, and, and like the guy said, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. You know, don't just stir the pot. And, and it's like it's beyond obvious that all he was doing was stirring the pot. Beyond obvious. So with that, un- with that said, I understand the people again. They see things not as they are, but as as they are. And it's just really kind of fascinating to me. So let me share with you one more thing while I'm on this kind of high horse that hopefully will drive my main point home. And that's just all of us being aware. And uh, this happened with me personally. I experienced it this weekend. Uh, You know, back in the day, I was a fan of Law & Order, the show Law & Order and I think the thing that intrigues me about that show is how, you know, doing what's right is not always the focus. It's making the correct political decisions. Uh, and, you know, the fact that the prosecutors and the DAs are not based upon their ability to do right and to be fair but, you know, the closer it gets to election time, the more headlines they want to create and so on and so forth. So I always found that aspect of that show very interesting. Uh, and, yeah, I'm talking about Law & Order with Elliot and Liv and Ice-T, some very good actors. And just for the record, uh, this I started watching this show, and I haven't watched it in years, but when I went through the time when I watched it, uh, it, it was at a time when after I had fulfilled my wildest expectations in network marketing after, uh, I never watched TV or maybe if I was traveling on the road in a hotel or something, but, but again, my fundamental belief always has been, always will be turn off all distractions. For me, it was the TV set, uh, the only time I ever watched TV at the University of Kentucky was playing basketball, my 20 reasons sheet was on my TV screen. So anyway, uh, the other night we watched a football game. We watched it and I saw a commercial where the season premiere of Law and Order was coming on. And I had some mindless copy and paste data work, database work that I need to do with one of our online stores. So I just kept the TV on. And then about halfway through the show, I hear the GD curse word on primetime network TV, GD. And some of you know that even though it, I guess it's mainstream today, personally, this is personal, but I don't believe in cursing and foul language in general and in business. And I think some people use it because they think it's polarizing. And I believe in the long run, it really becomes repelling to those that you really want to work with. And, you know, I did a whole podcast on this over it. Uh, it was session 84 at the No Fluff, uh, podcast called Cursing and Foul Language in Business. And because it's just something I feel strongly about. And I, and I had a lot of people say, Dale, I'm glad you say that. You said that. And I had other people say, Dale, it's, you know, it's just become a habit for me. I've got to break the habit. So I try to go in those directions sometimes. So, but to take the Lord's name in vain on national TV is something I really never thought I'd hear in my lifetime. And for all I know, maybe it happens regularly, honestly, because I sincerely don't watch enough tv to know one way or the other and i don't and the only reason i bring it up and this is why and and this is why because i think this is a good example um so stay with me but today we had to have our oil changed or Dawn needed her oil changed in her car so i was going to follow her to the dealership we drop off her car uh, I bring her back, we go, we work, and when it's time to go pick it up, they call us and we go pick up her car. And so I'm following her, and when I start my Porsche, I don't know why, but the radio always comes on. And I, I don't r- remember other cars being that way. And so I, even if I, t- you know, I turn it off, it wasn't on when I, it wasn't, the radio wasn't on when I turned the car off, but it's always on hundred percent of the time. So I don't know if it's a setting or what, uh, I haven't, you know, gone through every setting in that car, but every time that I start, uh, the radio comes on and it was set to the preset on it is channel 97.1, the river here in Atlanta, which plays classic rock. And, you know, I guess at some point I can change it to K love or whatever, But I, I just normally just turn it on, turn it off or turn it over to 88.7, unless there's a song that has some kind of meaning to me from those, those years, because some of it does from time to time. But anyway, the song from one of the first videos that ever played on MTV was playing. And every time I've heard that song over the years, it's kind of reminded me for some reason, of MLM skeptics and especially people that I would encounter after our infomercial started running all over the United States and Canada. So every time I would hear that, it's like I've encountered people with these, with this at with the attitude of this song. And so it's always kind of given me a little energy to hear it. The, uh, the guitar riffs, riffs in the beginning are classic. Uh, and the song is, well, I'll just, I'm going to find it and play it for you. Uh, and as I do, uh, pay close attention to the words. We're not going to play the whole song, but I want you to hear the words. Pay close attention. Some of you are like me. You'll know this song word for word. Some of you have never heard of it, but all of you should enjoy the guitar riffs in the beginning. as I would like to continue I will stop right there so I can get to my point here man I love that song when it starts with that rift in the beginning but anyway uh if if you listen to the words of the song what what songs what words in that songs would be offensive to people what you heard and If if we if we if we listen to it, uh, I'm trying to be as delicate as I can, and I, I don't know how to be. Uh, my point is simply here. It's simply this: uh, the words in this song. And it, it, he talks about, and this is the first verse. I guess there's probably two or three verses and it's not throughout the song. It's just first verse, but he says, he says the, 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 the line, uh, you know, on the radio, I'm listening and, and, and there's a line that says that little faggot owns his own airplane. The little faggot is a millionaire. Okay. Now I understand that the word faggot, uh, can be very offensive and is not politically correct. I get that 100%, totally understand it, agree with it, would never use that word. Uh, but that's in the, the song, okay? Now, as I'm listening to the, the song on the radio today, "faggot" was not bleeped out. It was not bleeped out. It was removed from the song. I mean, totally removed. So the, it was the little owns his own jet airplane. The little is a millionaire. And you could tell that it was just bleeped out. And I, my point is, and I, and I, again, I'm not trying to be politically correct, politically incorrect. I'm not. I'm not. But my point is, how can we live in a world where everyone has equal rights unless those rights have anything to do with traditional family values. I mean, I understand that the word can offend some people, but that song was released in 1985, 1985. We're talking about over 25 years ago. And, and to, Play it today and delete words from it. I I don't understand what's going on there. And the GD was in this season's premiere episode of Law and Order. Do you understand the difference? And I hate that, and it disturbs me, that... Traditional values in the United States are expected to be attacked. I mean, honestly, I know there's pastors that listen to this podcast who probably have connections. And there's some ministry somewhere that should go back and watch the season premiere of Law and Order and see what I'm saying. And letters should be sent. To whatever network that's on, I'm not even sure, and and every uh, network, primetime network, and start some kind of petition. I mean, really, in my mind, that's what should be happening, you know. And again, what's the 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 whole verse about when good men do nothing? So somebody should make that happen because, and and again. I might be so naive that this has been happening for years and I could not know it. That's a, that's a possibility as well. But regardless, I hope people are understanding the difference. I'll call it a special interest group, but we're, we're removing words from songs that could offend a special interest group and mainstream, uh, values are, are are attacked daily in the United States and around the world. And I hope people understand the difference. You know, there, there really is a hate of traditional values in the United States. And, and I'm always thinking who, who's deciding that cuss words are acceptable on a network TV station in 2021 and words should be moved from a song that was recorded in 1985. I mean, and, and what, people don't seem to understand is attempting to erase history does not change anything. I mean, you can take all the Aunt Jemima bottles off the shelf that you want, but it's doing nothing to get rid of the root of the problem, which we, where we should all be focused on. And that's love one another. Uh, You know, and I've talked about that before in another podcast briefly. But those who attempt to ignore the past and not deal with the root of the problem are doomed to repeat it. We all must learn to live, learn, apologize, repent, pivot, move on, and treat people the way we want to be treated. We cannot continue to cry wolf and try to make everything that we see about social injustice. Because when we do, you know, we're, we're screaming about social injustice or our special interest groups every time something happens, like Haitians attempting to cross the border. When, when we choose, we got to choose our battles wisely or we lose the respect of all people that have the ability To look at both sides of an issues, peek behind the curtain and make their own logical conclusions. And sometimes I just have to think, do they understand that they are so wrong that the only chance they have is to create a rutcus knowing that most people will just follow the leader or those they perceive to be leaders and not do their own Investigation and look behind the curtain for themselves. I really don't know. But I've learned early in my career that, you know, research tells us that 93% of communication is nonverbal. <laughs> Thankfully for me, uh, it's nonverbal. It has nothing, very little to do with the words that you use. And honestly, that explains a lot of what we're seeing and experiencing today in Society, if someone connects with a person because of their age or their skin tone or their accent, or their family situations uh, unique or uh, similar to their own? Are they like their hand motions when they're speaking? I mean, we tend to believe them, oftentimes paying very little attention to the message that they are communicating. And the examples in network marketing are endless. I mean, when you had, and again, I keep going to this, but it's so evident. It's like when you had gurus a few years ago telling everybody, if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing professional, then you must have a blog and you need to invest in this blogging program and training, even though, you know, WordPress, which is the best place to build a blog, is free. You know, But they were more interested in creating affiliate commissions than they were telling people the truth. And who wants to perceive to be anything? You either are or you're not. I don't want to perceive to be a network marketing leader or a great softball player or a great magician when I was younger. You either are or you're not. You either are or you're not. And the reason network marketing, in my opinion, one, one of the main reasons it's been on such a downward trend over the past decade is as a profession, most people with leadership titles were more interested in their personal agendas, agendas, personal agendas than taking care of the goose that's laying the golden egg, which is the profession itself. So as a profession, you know, today we have to understand it's not 1995 anymore. People are more skeptical and for good reason. And unfortunately, they're drawn to the negative much more than at any time in history. Even good people are drawn to the negative. You know, I told our team members a few weeks ago, we have to work towards becoming elite, elite team builders. Being competent is no longer an option in any business. Being competent being 99% truthful is no longer an option and it never has been i i think that all this starts again with being 100% authentic committed even when you don't understand and and i know that there are many committed loyal value focused people in the market that understand the legacy building wealth potential of network marketing There's many out there that still understand, hey, I can replace my job with this business. I can create financial independence with this business. And if I choose to, I may even be able to create a legacy income with this business, this business model. There's very few business models that can say that today. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that have replaced their current income building eBay businesses. And that's a very valuable off, uh, uh, very valuable, uh, viable situation. It can be done. Uh, can they create financial independence? Maybe over a few years, if they invest very, very wisely, can they, can they build legacy income? Absolutely not, unless they want to hire a staff, train the staff, uh, uh, pay the wages, uh, you know, and and all the government regulations that go with that and the taxes. I mean, but there's nobody that, I mean, I met one guy uh, 12, 14 years ago that had a staff of eight, 10 people. He was in Mississippi and he was his whole business model was around eBay but that just doesn't happen today that doesn't happen today but it can happen in network marketing if you line up with the right company right time in history right team right team culture etc it can happen and some who have experienced it there's a lot of people out there who have experienced it and they're just coming from a place that I just want to help and support people with common sense, common sense. Unfortunately, most of these people are not very vocal. They're just not very vocal because the good old boy network and network marketing is, you know, let's all tell people what we, what we want to tell them so we can sell them what we want to sell them. And there are more, many more that of us that realize what Zig said back in the day, that there's only really a few really negative, nasty people in the world, but they tend to move around a lot. And there's no doubt that they're more than ever, it, it, that it's hard to even see truth that may indicate, Oh, I'm part of the wrong tribe. I'm part of the wrong team. I'm part of the wrong special interest group. You know, what I've been told for the last three years is not true. When I look behind the curtain and look at the facts, it's just not true. And it's hard for people to accept that, even when it's in front of their own eyes. Even when it's in front of their own eyes. I mean, you know, a friend, a friend shared with me recently, he said, I don't know how many, I just don't, don't understand, Dale, how beginning entrepreneurs, beginning can focus on building a business today with all the crazy stuff going on all around the world with COVID and all the political stuff. How can people, how can people and beginning entrepreneur even get their business off the ground? And many of you will know that three or four years ago I did a podcast and I talked about the most important trait for all entrepreneurs moving forward is focus not setting goals, not finding the right mentor, not time management. I talked about focus because if you don't learn how to focus on that, which will move your life and your business forward, if you don't learn how to focus, you're never going to find the right mentor. You're never going to get control of your time. You're not going to take the time to set goals or anything else that is required for success. So I still believe, and I, I, I will continue to be, I think it's going to continue to be critically important for many, many years. Uh, I really see no end to the fact that the most important entrepreneurial trait moving forward is the ability to focus. And, you know, a lot of network marketers are young moms and they have, you know, they have children to take care and household responsibilities. And, you know, it's just how do I focus when I have all this other stuff going on? And it's like wherever you are, be there. Wherever you are, be there. Don't be with your kids thinking I need to be doing something in my business. Don't be working on your business thinking I need to be with my kids. I mean, Jim Rohn taught that years ago and it's so true and it's real important. See, a lot of this stuff, guys, it's not, it's not quotes that you read on Instagram and you like them because they make sense. You got to get this from your head to your heart and it's how you operate. Every day on a daily basis, you know, and wherever you are, be there is one of those things that, you know, it took me probably hearing it a few times, but I had to get it consciously, get it programmed in my mind. And, you know, I can remember when I was first getting into programming your mind for success and they were talking about affirmations. And, you know, at that point, I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my journals and I'm going to pull out some of this real, real important stuff that I've starred. And I'm going to get this stuff programmed into my head so it can get to my heart. And, and one of those was, wherever you are, be there. One, wherever you are, be there. And I will tell you, uh, the most important attribute for all entrepreneurs moving forward is the ability to focus. So I will focus every day is, is an affirmation that's really worth Adding to your affirmations, you know, to, to, and, and I, I daily remind myself, Dale, you got to focus on what you can control and let the rest of it go and just try to be as fascinated as possible with it. Unfortunately, sometimes I got a brain dump just like I am to you guys here, you know, and as network markers, the thing that you can control is how many new contacts you make daily. You can control that. Ask anybody on our team, say, how many contacts do you need to make daily? 95% of them will tell you 25. Why 25? They will tell you. Because if I can make 25 contacts daily, I can find three to five of the right people a month to add to my team. Who are the right people? People that are value-focused, people that can think for themselves, have common sense, have big dreams. So on and so forth. I can find three to five people a month that are the type of people I'm looking for. And from those three to five, over a year's time, I can find three that want it as bad as I do. And if I do that three years in a row, I'll be a superstar and all my goals will become a reality. I mean, that is the game plan. It's not going to change. It's always been the game plan, but to not embrace that and take action is the, because that is the only way to give yourself the opportunity to get what you want from this business model. And I understand life happens. Life happens. I mean, I was in bed with a high high fever for two weeks and didn't get out except to go to the bathroom. So life is going to happen. Things come up, you know, it, it, it just does, but you have to learn to run when you can run. And right now running is getting your opportunity in front of 25 contacts daily. And with the, with the internet, that's easier than it's ever been. But not taking action, You're, you've assured yourself, you've assured yourself to stay where you are, not get what you want, or even worse, fall into the MOM social club. Because that's all this profession has become in the last 10, 15 years. So to not start a day until you plan it is a really good really good thing to do. I mean, I don't get out of bed until I've gone through my routine that I do before I put my foot on the ground every morning. And that's, and then I, after I do put my foot on the ground, I have another routine that I go through and, and I don't start my what my day until I plan on winning the day and accomplishing as much as I possibly can during that day. Uh, And to not waste time and and create as many accomplishments within the six-hour chunks that I operate as I possibly can. And if you don't know about six-hour chunks, I talk about that in session 252 of this podcast. I can't remember the name. It's something like the best time management system in the world. It sincerely is. It's worth listening to. But, you know, for me... I've got, to, I've got to really think about where am I spending my time. And my loyalty, as many of you have heard me say many times, number one is to my family, and it's to the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy members, and it's to the North America Launch Team members. And that's where my focus and my loyalty is. You know, I want to spend as much time as I can with family members that I'm closest to. Honestly, the rest of them I avoid. And, and that might be right or wrong, but I'm not going to go to, to a family member's home out of obligation. I just don't do things out of obligation with any family members. And right now, you know, the most important activity I can do right now today on a weekly basis is to spend as much personal education time that I can. Uh, really evaluating, looking at marketing methods, trends, advertising, ideas. Where's it going to go? What's next? What can be brought back? What will work in today's, uh, today's environment where people have the, the attention span of a gnat? Say, Dale, why do you do such, such long podcasts? Why don't you do 10 minutes every day? Because the right people were here and I can, and I don't have to worry about catering to the wrong ones. It's real simple. So that's why. Uh, but I have to really be thinking about, you know, what's coming? What can we add? What can we take away to the systems that, that North America launch team, uh, consulting clients are, are using and that we're personally using within, within the North America launch team. Uh, and I think I said North America launch team earlier. I meant the network marketing leadership development academy members are using in their systems with their companies in their products. Those consulting clients, what can we add? What can we take away? What can we refine? And everybody's running into the same challenges today, which is kind of exciting because the people that figure it out will win the biggest. And I'm trying to figure out, figure it out without doing paid ads. I've got to figure it out. Where the average 27 percenter can do it. And, you know, I realized this week that I've never lost money in a business. I cannot think of one, and there's got to be one, but I cannot think. I look at all the e-commerce stores and businesses we've bought. I look at, uh, my brother and I, we had the card shop and memorabilia shop. I look at every business, every business, uh, the real estate investments. Uh, I have never lost money in a business ever, but I have lost money, too much money testing various advertising methods for my businesses, but I've never lost money in a business. And there's a lot of reasons for that probably, but You know, when I started in Shackley, I understood after my initial launch that I'm going to have to master ways to generate leads that I can teach to my team. I got that very clear. And so my first three years in Shackley, every check went back into my business checking account and was used to test various advertising and promotional methods. Every, every dime of it went right back into my business. Uh, but when you look at the big picture, I invested $500 one time. I've never put another dime of my own money into my business. I've reinvested profits and I've made millions of dollars. So it's worked out pretty good. Uh, but I, I think another big part of that is I've always allowed myself, uh, and train myself to always look behind the curtain to evaluate situations from every angle and to try to see things as they are, not as Dale is to try to see it from every angle. And my hope for each of you is to stay focused on what you want and understand the way to get there is you have to wade through a lot of the madness that's happening around all of us every day and understand that there are awesome, value-focused people who are looking for exactly what you have to offer. You just have to focus and get through more people than at any time in history, and that's just the truth. And when you accept this, everything becomes a lot easier. All the frustration, all frustration in network marketing comes only because we cannot get people to do that which we want them to do. And this frustration will never diminish. It always grows. It grows stronger and stronger the longer you've been involved, especially when you know your intentions are honorable and are only to help them progress and move forward because you understand what Zig said. You can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So for myself and everyone listening, you know, we have to remind ourselves what Mr. Schof shared with Jim Rohn. We have to remind ourselves one of the many wisdom of the ages principles that Mr. Schof shared with Jim Rohn. And that is Jim, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better because you can get better. And one of the ways that happens is to understand that all of us see things not as they are, but as we are. And to do our very best to get as broad perspective on the people, places, circumstances, cultures that are happening around us. Hope this helps you guys. Y'all have a great evening, day, night wherever you are in the world. This is Dale Calvert. I'll talk to you on another session next week of the MLM Success Podcast.
1: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers you leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.